This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. So good to have all of you tonight. Glory to God. Isn't Jesus good? Huh? Come on. Thanks for being here. Praise God. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Going to talk to you about the Bible. You know, that's always a good thing to talk about, huh? You know, we could talk. How many of you want to talk about politics? Okay. <laughs> you should have seen some of the looks. This is awesome. Yeah, if you could only see from where I am. But anyway, yeah, no, we're not going to. We don't care about that. Hallelujah. Jesus is still Lord. Amen. He's on the throne. And he is going to... Uh, Fulfill his divine purposes. So we're excited about that. Praise God. I want to welcome all of you that are watching uh, by uh, satel- satellite, uh, <laughs> internet. We're glad you can be here this evening with us as well. We hope you have a Bible there someplace where you can uh, dig out the Word of God. We're going to have a great time and we're going to study the Bible. Jesus said that if you continue in my Word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. And the truth will do what for you? Make you free. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I like living free. It's so good to be free. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so uh, he said that he would do just that. And that's what the truth does. It helps you realize that you're no longer bound by sin. You know, when Paul was writing there in Romans chapter 6, 14, he said that sin shall not have dominion over you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people have, well, it's a mistaken idea. I'm talking about as believers, you know, that they just, they can't overcome. They just can't seem to, or, well, that's a lie because praise God, Jesus came and gave you life and he gave you, he empowered the believer to be able to overcome. But it starts with you believing what it is that he said he has done. And if you'll start believing that, praise God, freedom will be yours. Glory to God. Amen. I know that as a fact. When I got saved, turned on to the Word, I started coming to know the truth, and the truth said you don't have to be bound by this, you don't have to be bound by that, you don't have to be bound by this, and you don't have to be bound by that. And I said, you know, I like this a lot. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you know, you have a little bit of a battle and different things like that because, you know, your your flesh and your mind war against the will of God and the Spirit of God, but thank God greater is He that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen? So we, we win. Everybody say, I win. You win. Hallelujah. You know, don't go through your natural life here on this earth. Get to heaven and look back and go, duh. You know what I'm saying? In other words, I'm not, you know, I don't want you to, wow, I could have this, I could have that, I could have whatever. Mm-mm, we don't want to do that. We want to we wanna fulfill everything in, in terms of his purpose for our lives that he has for us. Praise God. So everybody say, I'm in. Everybody say, yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm in. Yeah, amen. Praise God. And if you'll do that, I guarantee you, man, he'll show up. So let's open our Bibles tonight, if you brought a Bible with you. Second uh, Peter chapter 1 is where we're going to land, I think, to begin with here and talk to you about some things that we've been uh, discussing. We've been talking about walking uh, within the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And of course, we've been talking about the need for the new birth. Uh, Obviously, you must be born again. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So it doesn't make any difference about membership or baptism in water or, you know, whatever else we might hang our, our hat on, good works. You know, you have to be born again. And he was talking to a religious ruler of that day, Nicodemus, you know, and he said, uh, you know, that's what he told him. And he didn't, you know, Nicodemus couldn't get his head wrapped around it. And so Nicodemus said, hey, man, dude, you're, you're supposed to be a leader. You know, you're supposed to know what's going on, you know. And if you don't understand this, how are you going to understand the rest? Well, thank God I believe that uh, Nicodemus definitely came to the place of understanding the truth. Praise God. He said, we know that you are a teacher that's come from God because nobody can do the things you've done. So he was, he was compelled uh, to pursue and reach towards the things he didn't understand. And, you know, as a believer and child of God, you know, we first come into the family of God, there's a lot of things we don't understand. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But, you know, that doesn't mean, well, you know, I don't get it, so I'm done. No, you, you pursue and you, you dig, you thirst after righteousness so that you can be what? Filled, you know. And so God wants you to be full of 
the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. You get the knowledge, and then God gives you the wisdom to use it. Are you with me? And he, and he wants that for every man, woman, and child. Hallelujah. So we become students of the Bible. We learn what we can from the Bible and from the Word of God and from good teachers and people that are preaching the Word of faith. Hallelujah. You know, faith in God will change your life, man. I mean, it will flat set you free. Glory to God. And it's wonderful. I tell you, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Wonderful to be a child of God, to be born of the Spirit of God, to live for Him, to honor Him. Praise God. And let him be the one that is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, listen, let's pray. And then I'll uh, share a few things with you here I want to share with you tonight. Father, we love you tonight so very much. Thank you, Father God, for your written word. We come to it, Father, with reverence, humility. I thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of our understanding so that our hearts can be enlightened to know what is the hope of your calling, the desires, the plans, the purposes that you have for each and every one of us, Father God. And I thank you, hallelujah, for inviting us to live in the land that flows with milk and honey and your blessing in our lives, Father. We're so grateful. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So again, I want to talk to you again about the walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And, and really what I'm talking about is just walking in the fullness of all that God has provided for us. Hallelujah. You know, so much of what, you know, like, like James says, you have not because you ask not. You know, there's so many things that people miss out on in their Christian walk, in their faith, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, they don't enjoy everything that God has for them. But, you know, we're living under this new covenant, hallelujah, a covenant that has better promises, glory to God, than the old one. And so we have a record of it called the New Testament, you know, so that you and I can know the truth again, and the truth will set us free. The, the epistles are written to the church, you know, love letters inspired by the Spirit of God to instruct us, to help us. And then we have the four Gospels, you know, where we see Jesus doing what it is that he did. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus was the will of God in action. Hallelujah. So if we see him healing, teaching, preaching, you know, setting a captive free, listen, that's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning everyone. I mean, you know, he, say, he came to set the captive free. Hallelujah. And so we can thank God for that. But unfortunately, you know, so much of the time, the body of Christ ends up living far below the privileges that we have in Christ Jesus. Doubt, unbelief, uh, doctrines of men, teachings of, you know, men and things of that. What I would call or what I would say uh, or call throttle you know, God's freedom, his power, and the ability that God has to work in people's lives. So in other words, you know, religion is a great example of that. You know, God didn't call you to be religious in the context that we, you know, understand it, you know, because what religion is so much of the time, it is form without power. You, see, you know what I, I mean? We go through all of these, you know, gyrations and rituals and all of these different kinds of things, but it doesn't really change the person. So we have a form of godliness, but it, it denies the power to bring about transformational change in a person's life. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ came to set the captive free. Hallelujah. And so you, there has to be uh, another dimension of, of, of our involvement, engagement in this. And part of that is believing that he wants you to be free. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to live the same. Huh? He's come to lift us up and to bring us to a higher level. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. If a guy can't preach in here, he's not called. Hallelujah. So in Christ, when he went to the cross... Glory to God forevermore. I was just talking to my pastor friend, Monty. They're going to Israel here, I think in June or something like that. And uh, I don't need to get into all this because now I'm going to go off on this rabbit trail. But <clears throat> evidently they have found 
a cave underneath Golgotha where Jesus was crucified. Okay, now, it doesn't say this in the Bible, so go with me on this. But anyway, they found this cave, and they think that it's where Adam uh, was buried. You say, wow, that's a stretch. I would agree. But, you know, he went into some, you know, kind of whatever long explanation of this. But what the point is, he said, I don't know if it's true or not, but it'll preach. <laughs> he was talking about the blood of Jesus, the second Adam, coming down off of that cross, going into the ground, and covering or entering into that cave. Supposedly, they have glass, you know, that's covered. There was blood there, and so they've got it all entombed or cased or whatever, you know. And so the point being is, is the second Adam's blood covered the first Adam's mistakes. Hallelujah. And thank God we've been free. And again, I don't know. All I, you know, I know it's in the Bible. Whether that all happened or not, I don't know. But the, the blood is sufficient. Amen. Glory to God. But again, you know, when he went to the cross and rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave, he opened the door. Everybody say, the door is open. Yeah, the door is open, hallelujah, in order for us to live on a different level, whole new level, really, in dimension where our lives are concerned. And, and unfortunately, again, a lot of folk, they're not taking advantage of it. And so that's why we're here tonight, because thank God, if we haven't been, that can change. Huh? And not only that, you know, I mean, a lot of this just comes, to, uh, comes down to knowing the reality of what it is that Christ has done. Reading the scriptures, allowing the Spirit of God to speak and quicken and make alive by revelation knowledge within our hearts what it is that God has done. Hallelujah. So that we can enjoy the benefit and the blessing of that. And glory to God. I believe, praise God, a lot of good things will happen here tonight. Amen. Let's not live... Uh, you know, with less than what God's best is. Amen. Let's get it all. Glory to God. And there's such significance. There's such, there's such power wrapped up in just getting saved. You know, I mean, just think about it. You know, to, to become a new creation in Christ, to be born of the Spirit of God, that all things are passed away and all things are become new, that's worth getting excited about. And not only getting excited about, but staying excited about. Hallelujah. This new life that he's called us to walk in. Glory to God forevermore. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that you won't be challenged, you know. The devil's a liar. We know that. He has no truth in him, the father of lies. And he'll do everything and anything he can to try to keep people from knowing the truth. But thank God he can't do nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Unless we let him, of course. But we're not going to do that. So God's done some wild, powerful, wonderful, 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 wonderful things for us through the new birth, through being filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Now, there again, think about it with me for just a moment. I've said this before. I mean, you know what? Uh, you know, I mean, if anybody should have got, if, if, if in fact being filled with the Holy Ghost is of the devil, I should have got it, okay? Because I served him faithfully, the devil, for 19 years, and he never gave me no Holy Ghost, okay? So I know it's not, you know, that can't be true, because when I, when I got turned on to the Word, you know, and got born of the Spirit of God, then I got filled with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and I know the difference, huh? You know, being full of the devil and being full of the Holy Ghost are two different things, huh? And you know that, don't you? Glory to God. Whom the Son sets free is what? Free, free indeed. Glory to God. And he wants us to be free. But along, you know, some well-meaning person come along, you know, well, now that's not what the Bible means. That's not what it says. That's not for you today. That was passed away with the apostles. You know, you just kind of got to, you know, do the best you can, man. Nothing could be further from the truth in every generation. God pours out his spirit upon all of those who will receive it. You know? But you know, again, religion, human reasoning, all these other kinds of things, you know, throttle or hinder people from enjoying the best that heaven has to afford. Well, thank God we're not going to let that happen. Amen? We're going to enjoy everything that heaven has. Let's drink deeply. 
from the wells of salvation. And let's allow the rivers of living water flow from our innermost being, praise God, to the world that is around us, because it's a mess. I mean to tell you, it is a mess. And they need what it is that we have. Hallelujah. But you know, it'll change you. If you get, filled with, if you get born of the Spirit of God and filled with the Spirit of God and, and, uh, and, and begin to walk in the light of what it is that he has provided, it'll change your life. You think about the disciples for a minute. You know, they were followers of Jesus. You know, you remember the whole incident, you know, where he asked them to go out into the deep and let down their nets for a draft. And he said, hey, listen, we've been out there all the time, you know, but whatever, we'll go do it. And he brings this boatload of fish in, two boats, sunk them both, you know, and, and uh, he said, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And so they did. They left everything, took off, did their thing, you know, and they're with the master for three and a half years, and he's teaching them and showing them, you know, the kingdom of heaven and all of these things, you know. But, you know, when, when the heat got on, I mean, when, when, when they were there in Gethsemane and the Roman soldiers came to apprehend Jesus, we hear from the scriptures, and he said it would happen, you know, they will, he, they will smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And that's exactly what they did. And they did it because of fear. You know, and, and so, you know, they were, they were in the wind. But thank God, Jesus, glory to God. He had sense enough to know, though no man stand with me. Hallelujah, I'm never alone. And he went and he paid the price. And he rose victorious and he appeared unto them. Now, that'll give you a little courage. Jesus shows up, you know, after you watch him die on a cross. And all of a sudden, he's standing here live, you know, uh, in, in uh, you know, in color, hallelujah, that'll give you some courage. But he said, I want you to wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued from, with power from on high. 11 days later, praise God, after he ascended, 11 days after he ascended, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came this sound from heaven, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And began to speak with other tongues and magnify God as the Spirit of God was giving them this utterance. Now, the, the point I want to make to this is, is that when all this went down and people started gathering and wondering what was going on, the Bible says in Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost. I said in Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost. And Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost said to them, men and brethren, these men are not drunk like you think, but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, and he preached them to conviction, and they got saved on that day. 3,000 people got saved. Well, on another day, in chapter 4 of the book of Acts, they're on their way to the temple to pray. About 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this beggar's there, you know, asking for money, and he said, look on us. In other words, what I'm saying is something changed on the inside of these men. And with boldness, he said, I don't have any money, but what I do have, give I to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And they took that guy by the hand and lifted him up out of there, and he began to leap and walk and praise God, and you would too. The Bible says a notable miracle had occurred upon this man who was, I believe, if I remember, above well, 40 years of age or maybe 38. He'd been that way forever. You'd get happy too, wouldn't you? If you were crawling around in everybody else's dust and the Spirit of God came and lifted you up out of that, wouldn't you get happy? Well, I tell you, that's exactly what happened because you lived in the sin of this world and in the muck and the mess that the world had to offer and Jesus came down and lifted you up out of all that mess so that you don't have to live like that. Hallelujah. You once were lost, but now you're found. You were once blind, but thank God now you see. So for whatever it is we might be struggling with, I mean, it, it, it pales in comparison to what it is that God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And whatever again we might be facing, I tell you what, God's got an answer for that too. If we'll believe him. Woo! Glory to God, I have preached myself happy. If I had Pepsi and popcorn, I'd hand it out to everybody. Glory to God. 
Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Did you find 2 Peter chapter 1? That's really, that's where I was trying to get to. Look what it says right here. 2 Peter 1 and verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them, he's telling us who he's writing this epistle to, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Everybody say like precious faith. Peter calls it precious because not everybody's got it. Are you with me? That makes what you have valuable. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of our God and Savior, hallelujah, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace be what? Say that again. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the what? Through the knowledge of him that has called you, glory to God, to glory and virtue. Amen? Through the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how grace and peace comes to people. See, when you lack knowledge, then you don't know. But when you gain knowledge, you come to know. Are you listening to me? And then it has to be appropriated. It has to be acted on. It has to be practiced within our lives. So when we read the scriptures and it says, don't ever be careful about anything, praise God, there is the capacity in Christ to do just that. Takes a little practice, you know, hallelujah, because, you know, worry, fear, you know, intimidation, all these different kinds of things loom large. They're everywhere, you know, hallelujah. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul said, man, there are a lot of adversaries. I mean, you know, they're everywhere. But thank God we're not alone. Amen? So it says here that grace and peace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look, I'm trying to get to verse 3. According as His divine power has given unto us all things. Everybody say all things. He's given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through, again, the knowledge of him that has called us to glory, hallelujah, and virtue or goodness. Let me read it to you from another translation. The the New International Version says, His divine power has given us everything we need. I'm going to let that sink in for you just for a moment. He has given to you everything you need. Now, your first thought might be, well, if he has, I'm not sure where it's located. Huh? You know, you look at your lives, you look at what's going on, you look at the challenges you face, you look at the unanswered prayers, you look at all these different kinds of things. The preacher stands up here and says, hey, by the way, God's given you everything you need. And you say, yeah, right. Well, now here again, we have to make a decision right now. We have to decide who or what we're going to believe. Huh? You're going to believe your circumstance? You're going to believe what he said. You know, when I first got saved, I was bound by all kinds of drug addictions and alcohol and this and that and the other. And, you know, when the Bible said, praise God, that he'd set me free, I had a bit of a battle on my hands. Huh? You know? When you're bound by poverty, when you've got all kinds of lack and deficiency in your life, and the Bible says that he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, guess what? There's a disparity there. Have any of you ever noticed that? Sure enough. But you know, again, we come to this place within our lives where there's a decision that has to be made, and that's whether or not you and I are going to believe what he said or what's going on in our life right now. Because, see, the things going on in your life right now are temporal. What's that mean? They're subject to change. Hallelujah. And you are and can be, no, not can be, you are the change agent. He's done everything he's going to do. Now i got to do what i got to do. Huh? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. 
I can't tell you who to sock it to. Hallelujah. Sock it to the devil, glory to God. You say, where'd that come from? I have no idea. You know, there's just stuff going on here. Glory to God. Sock it to the devil, glory to God. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Let me read another translation. Maybe that'll help. His divine power, God has given us, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need. Everybody say, I've got everything. I mean, you may be going through hell. Your life may be a wreck. I mean, you, you can look back and go, dude, let's not even check out the rearview mirror because it's just one failure after another, you know? That might be the case, but I got good news for you, and it's right here in this verse. He said, his, by his divine power, not yours, his power, he has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. See, I tell you what, there are things that have taken place in people that have become believers and, and, and been born of the Spirit of God that many of them don't even know anything about. That God has called you to be able to live a life of victory in Him. Are you listening to me? You know, you think about, I, I go back to this quite often, but I've been reading and thinking and meditating about Daniel, who was actually taken off captive into Babylon. You know, but here's the thing you need to understand. He may have been in Babylon, but Babylon was not in him. Did you get that? God was in him. And the wisdom of God was in him. And he was, he was a person of excellence, a person of integrity, a person of his word. You know, and these are things that you and I are to strive for. Hallelujah. You can't, you can't be some uh, person that's not honest, can't tell the truth, doesn't tell the truth, lies about stuff. Dude, you're never going to get ahead. That's not God. That's of the devil. He's a liar, not you. You've got to stop lying. Well, but I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to, you know, I want to save face. I want to this. Listen, dude, people are already aware of whatever it is that's going on anyway. So forget all that. Tell the truth. Daniel had an excellent spirit. He carried himself with dignity. And he worshiped God three times a day. So the first thing that goes on in this guy's life, I mean, he's minding his own business, just doing what it is that, you know, got, and he's not compromising or anything. And so Nebuchadnezzar, that knothead, he goes and has a dream, and he comes to all of his magicians. Why can't I say that? Magicians and his, you know, fortune tellers and his sorcerers and his soothsayers and his witches. And he says, I had this dream. I don't know the interpretation. I want you to tell me what the interpretation is. They go, sure, not a problem, man. What's the dream? He goes, nope. I want you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. They go, man, king, we like you, but nobody can do that. He says, well, fine, fair enough. You don't come up with it, I'm going to kill you all. How about them apples? So nobody had the answer, and so he, he started in. Well, they got to Daniel, and the guy came. And Daniel says, what is the king in such an uproar about? Well, here it is, you know, he explains the whole thing to him. He says, tell the king, I'll get him the answer. So he goes before God. Well, actually, he told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, go pray. And he, you know, they sought the Lord. Everybody say, I should seek the Lord. You should seek the Lord. I should seek the Lord. We should seek the Lord. Why? Because he has answers. So Daniel sought the Lord, and God gave him the dream and the interpretation of it. Woo! And all of a sudden, he gets lifted up. He's elevated. There's nobody like Daniel. And he gets elevated. So everybody else gets jealous. You know, when you get turned on to the Word of God, and you're free, and you're full of joy, and you got the victory, people get jealous. They envy you. 
And so they get mad. You think they get glad. They say, hey, what have you been drinking, man? I'm in. No, they get mad. And then they start to conspire against you. That's the devil. You know? That's what we see going on right now. The devil hates Jesus and anything that represents him. But I tell you what, he's got another thing coming. Glory to God. So, you know, they decide, you know, there's nothing. Well, so then they're trying to figure out a way, you know, to undermine Daniel. And they cannot find anything. They say, man, if there's any way we're going to do this, it's going to have to be in his religion. So they go and they schmooze up to the old king, you know, and say, man, you are the greatest thing since sliced cheese. And we think that for 30 days, nobody ought to worship anything else but you. He says, you know, I like that. It's got a good ring to it. Let's do that. So he gets his little signet, you know, and seals it and all this and that and the other. Well, the Bible says this all took place, but Daniel, just according to his habit, three times a day, with his windows open, worshiped God. And they said, we got him. And they throw him in the den. Remember that whole story? You know? And Nebuchadnezzar knew that they had conspired to do all of this. And, and, and Nebuchadnezzar said, <laughs> you know, Daniel's going in the pit. He says, your God will take care of you, you know? And, uh, and uh, so, you know, the, and, and the thing of it is, not only that, but Nebuchadnezzar didn't sleep all night because he knew what happened, you know? So he rushes to the cave the next morning or to this pit, and he says, he says oh, Daniel, you know, and, uh, is your God able to deliver you? He says, oh, king, live forever. <laughs> and, they, and the king says, get him up out of there. And then he took all the people that conspired against him. Guess where they went? You know what? Their bodies never hit the ground because the lions were waiting. Glory to God. They were hungry. They hadn't eaten all night. Daniel's in there. He can't, they can't eat. Huh? <laughs> Woo! Why am I saying this to you? Because in the midst of the most messed up kind of thing that you may ever face in your life, I'm telling you, there is a God in heaven that will come to your aid. Hallelujah. And he will keep you and sustain you and bless you. Glory to God. You just have to keep your eyes on him. Are you listening to me? And we can share about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know that story. It's a great book, Daniel's book. Hallelujah. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Everybody say it. I got it. You know, if you're a child of God, you got it. You know, you may not understand what you got, but you got it, huh? And I mean, you know, sorting through and managing whatever it is going on, going on in your life, I'm telling you what, praise God, you got it. Everything that you need, you have received all of this by coming to know him. Hallelujah. So it should be our quest to go after it, Amen. I just, you know, my whole deal behind all this and my preaching is, is to help you to grasp. If there's a controlling thought that I'm trying to convey to you is simply to grasp what it is that Jesus has provided for you as a believer in these last days. There's a lot of shaking going on and there's going to be a lot more. Are you listening to me? But it doesn't have to move you. Hallelujah. Now you're going to have to stop talking and talking. You're going to have to stop listening to all these goofy talk shows, you know, on radio. You get all jazzed up and you're ready to go to war or something, you know. And that's what it's intended to do. You got to be careful about where you're getting your counsel from. Because I'm telling you what, 99.9% .9 of it is all, I said all, unhealthy. Huh? So that's a good place to start. You probably just get happy doing that. Huh? Praise God forevermore. Amen.
But I want you to grasp the full measure of what he's provided for you in these last days. He made it possible, and he wants you to know. He wants you to know. Hallelujah. Um, that we, I mean, he wants you to know that we have everything that we need to stand powerfully and victoriously in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. You know, you, people say, you know, well, you know, what about uh, Stephen? You know, well, what about him? Well, he got stoned. Yeah, dude. The Bible says that nobody could re- resist it. He just went to, he went to his reward just sooner than everybody else. That's all. Huh? They couldn't resist the wisdom of what it is that was coming out of his mouth. Are you listening to me? You say, well, is that victory? Yeah, man, dude, that's victory. Death gets swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Well, I don't look like victory to me. Well, maybe you're just not looking at things quite right. Hallelujah. Well, we don't have time to get into all that. But that's what he wants for you. Praise God. Listen to what Jesus said. We're just talking about this. You know, what I want to do is I'll give you some more word. Okay? Listen again to what Jesus said to his disciples about the Holy Ghost. Okay? The one who dwells in you. How many of you are born, born again? Okay, well, if you're born of the Spirit of God, he's in you. Well, I ain't heard the Holy Ghost for like years. Well, that might not be the Holy Ghost's fault. Just a thought. Think about it with me for a little bit. This is what Jesus said. If you love me, then keep my commandments or do what it is I tell you to do. What did he tell us to do? Love one another. All the law is fulfilled in that. Love one another. Huh? Okay. Again, that's not our subject, but he said, do this and I will ask the Father. How many of you believe Jesus had his prayers answered? He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. One of the same sort, okay? He'll give you another one. Hallelujah. Then he goes on to say, <clears throat> another helper or comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Everybody say forever. Thank you, Lord. The spirit of truth. So he, he tells us who this comforter is. He said, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive or accept, hallelujah, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. You know, the Bible says, when Peter was writing in another place, he said, we are a peculiar people. Huh? There's something strange about you. In a good sense. Huh? I guarantee you the people in the world think you are strange. Huh? How can you be happy with all this going on? Because my Redeemer lives. Huh? Why aren't you worried about this, that, and the other? Because he said he'd take care of me. You know? That is peculiar. Strange. Yeah. Huh? He said the world cannot accept or receive him because they don't see him and they don't know him. But you know him. For he dwells with you, and he's going to be, talking to his disciples, he's going to be in you. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He said, I will not leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. But he came in the third person of the Trinity. Praise God, to be born of the Spirit of God. Another place when he was talking, Jesus said, but the Helper, who is the Holy Ghost, Isn't that what it says? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Notice he says, he will teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remembrance, whatever it is I've said to you. And then listen to this in verse 27. Listen to what he says. He says, peace. Everybody say peace. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace do I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Huh? What what does it go on to say? Let not your heart be what? Don't ever let it be afraid. Who does that? We do, right? We do it. You don't let your heart be troubled. You say, well, how's that happen? You get to thinking, huh? About the wrong things. 
you meditate on the wrong things, you know? You listen to some little Fox News clip and all of a sudden away you go. You know? And dude, pretty soon you're so far down the road, you don't know whether you're coming or going. Huh? Or it might be something else, I don't know. But there's something here, you know, you know, what's that scripture that says, in your patience possess ye your soul? You do that. Huh? You shall let your mind run wild. You don't, you know, allow your thoughts to just do whatever and go wherever and whatever. I mean, no, dude, you got to harness your human mind. And you got to make it think the thoughts of God. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your brain. Are you with me? Think differently. Glory to God. People think you're nuts. It's okay. At least you're screwed onto the right bolt. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's inevitable, you know. Well, anyway. But listen to this again. My peace I give to you. Has, has Jesus given us his peace? He sure has. You say, but I don't feel like I got peace. It don't matter how you feel. The only thing that matters is what he said. He said, my peace is yours. Not the kind of stuff you get from the world. Everything's fine. Everything's going cool. You know, we're all right here. You know, as long as all that, everybody's got peace. You know, one thing about it at the return of Jesus, that he said that everybody will be saying peace, peace, and all of a sudden, sudden destruction. Then what? Well, for the child of God, you're going to be going, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Are you with me? You're getting your money's worth tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Here's something else Jesus said. We're just talking about what he said, okay? But because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your hearts. Well, what did he say? I'm leaving. Huh? I'm out, <laughs> you know? He said, nevertheless, I tell you the what? truth. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away. Now, most people would think, I don't know how that's supposed to work out. But what they didn't know is that he wasn't going to be here in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was going to be here in the person of the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. He said, it's expedient. It's to your advantage. It's to your profit that I go away. Because if I don't pay the price to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, then the Holy Spirit can't take up his residence within you and dwell in you forever. Isn't that right? Well, they didn't understand that part. But he said, if I depart, I'll send him to you. So listen to this, the aid, the support, the help that Jesus is pointing to is this indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost in us, he said, I have given you everything you need. Woo! Hallelujah. Let that sink in. You'll go to shouting here pretty quick. You'll probably wake up in the middle of the night. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, I've given you everything. And, and so what he's doing is he's pointing these guys to this significant point. I'm sending the Holy Ghost. He's going to dwell in you, and man, he's going to put you over. He's going to help you, support you, strengthen you, give you everything you need. He's in there. Glory to God. But our problem is, is we're more conscious about the problems than we are of him. Because they loom so large. They're always, you know, telling us what they want to tell us, whatever it is. Well, what we got to do, praise God, is start telling it what he is. Huh? Come on. You know, <clears throat> And, and, and you know this, but here's just a little side thought. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't dwell in people unless they're born again. All right? So when you're out there in the world and you don't know Jesus, you ain't got no peace. I can tell you that right now. And you can't, you can't have his indwelling presence unless you're born again. And you're not born again until you give him all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Do you surrender and repent 
and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the way that it works. Hallelujah. He said, if we'll come to him, praise God, he'll change our life. So the guidance of the indwelling presence, for so many people, it's indistinct to them. Because we have all of these other sensory kinds of input that are coming all the time. You know, from our flesh and from the circumstances around us and all of these different kinds of things. And, so, and, and we're so accustomed to those inputs of the flesh and the mind that they, they dominate us. And what he's trying to do is get us to think differently, to believe the word of God, and, and to trust him. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, Jesus faced adversaries, I mean, it's unimaginable what this guy by himself was having to deal with as the son of God. But he did it. I said he did it. Hallelujah. He gave us an example so that we could do just like he does. Glory to God. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Y'all doing all right? Look at Ephesians, the second chapter here real quickly with me. Obviously, once again, we're not going to get done. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, in the King James, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. But if you'll notice in your Bibles, if you have one like mine, Hath he quickened is italicized. That means it wasn't in the original Greek language. They put it in there for readability, okay? But if you look at this verse, if you take that out, it says, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he's describing us before Christ, huh? Verse two, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. Who's that? It's Satan. Yeah, he's the God of this world. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. When you hear some people on television making statements the way they do, you got to know they're full of the devil. Huh? You can't even make this stuff up. Okay, but now notice what verse 3 says, among whom also we all had our, King James says conversation, uh, New King James says our manner of living or conduct, you know, among whom we also lived the way they did in times past in the lust or the desires of our flesh, huh? Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the what? Mind. Flesh and mind. Who were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But thank God for verse 4. Because, but God, who is rich in mercy, with his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were so messed up, praise God, he loved us and gave his life for us so that we wouldn't have to live like that. But I want you to note, particularly in verse 3, it says that we were by nature the children of wrath even as others. And then it goes on to say in describing that, it talks about fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. If you don't renew your mind to the Word of God, dude, your flesh will dominate you and it will make you do all kind of stuff you don't want to do. And then it'll tell you that you like it. Well, you might like it, but I'm telling you what, there's a consequence to what you like because sin has pleasure for a season. But then someday the season is over. And if you don't take control of what it is that God has given you to, to uh, possess, you know, then you're in trouble. And here's the thing, you can do it, all right? Because he's what? He's given you what? Everything you need, huh? To live a life of godliness. Say, I've got it. Glory to God forevermore. Now look at this verse with me. Back up just a couple pages there to Galatians chapter 5. We'll read this, read a few things here before we go. Notice what it says. Uh, Galatians 5 and verse uh, 16. This I say then. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill 
the strong desires of the flesh, lusts of the flesh. Now, guess what, folks? Walking in the Spirit doesn't mean that you got your head in the clouds and nobody knows what's going on with you. You know, some goofy kind of, you know, whatever. Okay? People try to be so spiritual and sometimes they're so foolish. With me? They want to, you know, try to be something, you know. They want acknowledgement. They want acceptance. They want whatever. Dude, walking in the Spirit isn't that goofy. Okay? Walking in the Spirit just means you're not allowing your flesh to dominate you. Huh? You know, when you'd rather lash out, you just hold her back. Self-control, temperance. No, we're not going there. That's walking in the Spirit. You don't feel like much, but I tell you what, it works. Huh? When you like to give them a piece of your mind, and as I've said before, you might want to be careful about that because you don't have a whole lot left. Never mind, I was just kidding. I don't know. Honey, start the car. Notice, let's go on reading. He says, if you, he says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust or desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Hallelujah. And then it goes on and describes the works of the flesh. So, um, the point I want to make in, in these verses that I just shared with you is how the Holy Spirit leads us is in diametrically uh, opposed direction to what your flesh will want you to do. Let's go party. Let's go spend money that we don't have on stuff that we don't like to try to impress people that we don't like either. You know, so we go blow our money, you know, and do whatever because the flesh is dictating, Okay. And you say, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're not going to go spend money. You know, I remember when I was a kid growing up, we were talking about this because it got so cold in the house that I lived in. The pipes always froze. And all, they had, all we had was a little crawl space. And I was the one who ended up down there with a blowtorch trying to thaw these things out. And guess what? That was not a lot of fun. But I remember in order to access the crawl space, we had this little closet in the hallway, and we had to move a stack a, a, a stack. I said a stack of cases of Budweiser out of the way before I could get down through the hole. Because my dad had this, I mean, he had a full supply. Are you with me? Never want to, and a lot of times he'd go fishing in Canada and then he'd bring back this stack. I, everybody say stack. A stack of, of uh, Canadian beer. I don't know what it was. I can't remember what it was. He liked it and so he brought it home. Huh? Well, you know, that stack, I mean, you know, hallelujah, whatever you think about it, but that stack represents money. It represents your life. And it represented our life. And it represented the deficiencies of our life. Are you with me? Huh? So whenever we decide that we're just going to go have a little good time, you know, after all, you deserve it. You need to have a little fun, you know? You know, quit being so prudish and just go out and live a little. That sounds like the devil. Huh? You know? There, there, there are, there are uh, ideologies, there are thoughts and thinking that are going on in the body of Christ. How many, did you, have any of you ever read that scripture that says, Be ye holy, for I am holy? We don't want to, I don't want to, we don't want to read that. But I'm telling you what, you're a witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you walking around, stumbling around because you've been to the bar or wherever it is you've been, does not give witness to the resurrection of Jesus. You had your fun, you spent your money, huh? I remember when I was 19 years old, my dad would give me 20 bucks. Dude, I would blow through that like it was Nothing. And then I have to go back with my hand out again. No control. Flesh dominant, you know? Are you listening to me? And the same thing happens in people's lives. I mean, they, 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 they end up buying the lie, spending the money, and then they don't have enough. 
They don't have enough in- income to go to the end of the month. Huh? Well, anyway, I don't know how in the world did I get clear over here. Praise God. Well, the Spirit of God will lead you out of that mess. Huh? You don't belong there. You don't need that. There's another way to get happy. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. Everybody say filled. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I got to quit because I'm nearly out of time. Hallelujah. You got time for one more scripture? Well, five minutes, 15. We can do three minutes on the scripture, two minutes on the offering, make it. How about that? All right. Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> it's all over in the Bible. I mean, you know what we're talking about here. Everybody say, I have everything I need. You got everything that you need, child of God. Notice this in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. Notice it says, um, For they, this is King James, for they that are after the flesh, a better translation says, those who live according to the sinful nature. Those who live according to the flesh or the sinful nature mind or obey the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, hallelujah, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. What does it say in the other translation? It uses the same word, enmity. Okay. Huh? Hostile. Hostile. Woo! Yeah, that's a good word. Huh? Because the carnal mind is hostile against God. Glory to God. I like that. Thanks, Bill. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then, they that are in the flesh or walk after it, they can't please God. But, thank God for verse 9, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit dwells in you. Everybody say, I got it. Yeah, glory to God, you got it. So it's just a warfare going on. You're going to let your flesh dominate you, spend all your money, ruin your life, mess you up. Or are you going to say, you know what? That's enough of this. I got everything I need on the inside of me to combat this mess. I'm going to live in peace. I'm going to live in joy. I'm going to live righteous. I'm going to do the will of God. Praise God so that when my Redeemer shows up, I'm glad to see him. Huh? There are a lot of saints that are not going to be glad to see him. They're going to be ashamed. And because of the mercy of God, I pray they make it in. Are you listening to me? Whoa, there's a lot of stuff that's so unhealthy that people are practicing and thinking about and whatever, and we don't have time to get into that. And you probably don't want to get there. Why would I leave you in that kind of a mess and then say, adios, go home? <laughs> now we'll, just, we'll stay happy. Praise God. Let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch these to you and then uh, give you about the Holy Spirit in you, uh, some things, how he will lead us if we listen. Okay, real quick, one, two, three, four, five, I'll just give them to you quick. <laughs> my third, my three minutes is up. Number one, the Holy Spirit will lead you, not drive you. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, he's going to lead you. He's not going to, just this last week, I, if, the, uh, if the Spirit of God told me three times, he told me five times not to do something. And I said, well, that can't be that big a deal. And you say, what was that? You know, the Holy Ghost is really interesting in your life. I had a couple tile lines that I need to grab. I have a little boneyard down there, you know, where I got some stuff, you know, and I needed a couple of these four-inch tiles to put on some downspouts to make sure the water went the right direction because I don't want it going in, you know, where it don't belong. And so it's, it isn't even 50 yards, dude. But, you know, I'm backing down there. I got a four-wheel drive, three-quarter ton pickup. Praise the Lord. I can just drive right down there, and I'm looking at that. And I said, how hard can it be? Dude, I know more than got off of the path, and I am stuck. 
And the Holy Ghost told me, don't drive down there. Go get, you know what my thinking was? I don't want to do that. You know, I get my, my, my shoes all messed up. It's snow and it's deep. And, I, you know, this is right down there. So I got to call my neighbor, humble myself, and he's got to get a tractor to pull me out. And he told me, don't, I mean, I, I heard it two or three times. Don't do that. Don't go down there. What do I do? I go down there. Now, I know you've never done that before. But you know, somebody's got to be transparent, so I guess it will use me. He will lead you. He will never drive you. If you feel like you're being driven, it's not God. Pressure is not from heaven. Are you with me? Number two, the Holy Spirit will lead you in the way of peace. It says to let the peace of God, Colossians 1, or 3 and 15, let the peace of God rule uses the word rule in your heart. What that word really is, is the word umpire. So what does that mean? That means that you let peace be the deciding factor about what you're going to do or not going to do. I don't have peace about this. I told you about the 1981 Cutlass Supreme that we bought. Big mistake. It isn't that my wife didn't want me to have the car. She loved the car too. It's beautiful. But she didn't have peace. And she said, that's not a good idea. Oh, yeah, it is. Praise the Lord. Here I am telling off on myself again. Glory to God. But, you know, if we can learn, I guess that's worth it. So, again, the Holy Spirit leads in the way of peace. I was just talking to someone about their business. And we were just discussing, you know, some impressions and things about which direction to go and this and that and the other. And he said, yeah, I was talking to another person. He says, when in doubt, don't. If you got doubt, don't. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's enough about that. Number three, the Holy Spirit leads in steps. Have you ever thought about that? You know, when, when, when Saul, who later became Paul, was visited on the road to Damascus, he said, who are you, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus, who you persecute. And he says, but do this and this. And he says, go into the city, and it will be told you what you should do. So the only thing that this guy, I mean, he has this encounter with God, well, Jesus. And, and I mean, you know, you talk about being shook up. He was shook up. And the only thing that he had was you go into the city, and it'll be told you. So what does he have to do? He has to obey that step. Then Ananias came and, you know, all the rest of the things that happened. He leads you in steps. I wish I had more time to expound on that because it's beautiful, you know. I remember, when, you know, I used a story about uh, when we were in Tulsa starving to death, and the Lord said, you sell the siding. That's all he told me. You know, if I had a brain in my head and I'd have listened, I said, okay, I don't know how, I don't know what, I don't know where, I don't know, I'm in. But I didn't do that. I said, I can't do that. And I cut short. I mean, I just cut off the blessing of God in my life. He gave me a step. He said, you sell the siding. And I didn't do it, you know. I, I need to find some good examples. You know, I got to find some good examples here. Praise the Lord. Maybe you can relate to these others a little bit better. Um, just do what it is that he's told you to do. Hallelujah. If he tells you to give the money, give the money. Say, well, you know, how do I know what I'm... Give the money. Um, he told the guys, he said, let, I used this earlier, let, the, let your net down for a, a draft of fish. And they go, oh, we've been out here all night, man. But, you know, you'd think, you know, oh, but nevertheless, your word will do it. No, they didn't say that. They said, okay. Because you ask us to, we'll do it. They had no faith in what they were about to do than a man on the moon. They fished at night. You know what I'm saying? But they did it, and guess what? <laughs> they got a boatload of fish, you know? So think about this with me. Jesus would say, let's go to the other side. That's all he had is a step. I'm not sure that Jesus even knew what he was going to do when he got there. But... The guidance of the Spirit of God said, let's go to the other side. They go over there, cast the devil out of a guy that's living in a cemetery that's naked, and they turn around, get back in the boat, and go back where they were. 
I mean, in other words, God sent him an overnight trip, you know, over to the other side so he could set this guy free. Then they get back in the boat and come back. Well, sometimes God will just give you one thing and you just need to obey. He'll lead you in steps. And then, um, I guess I just got one more here. Oh, this is so good. Dang, man, but I'm really blowing it. The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit's path will provide you with safety and provision every time. Okay? He'll, 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 he'll make it happen. Huh? He told Abraham, he said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. That means I am the one who protects you and I will supply your every provision that you need, you know? And so uh, he'll, he'll provide you in a, a that the example I would have used was when Jesus went someplace and was in ministry, they brought him word and they said, Lazarus is sick, you need to come quick. He says, the sickness is not unto, unto death, but for the glory of God. That came up out of his innermost being. The Bible says he stayed there for two more days. Well, by the time he got back, he'd, al- he'd already been dead, you know. I mean, I would venture to say that when they told him, he was already dead. But he had this word, he had a step, and then he told his disciples, we're going to go, you know, wake Lazarus up. And they go, uh, that's not a good idea. If you recall, we were just there a few days ago, dude, and they were wanting to stone us. He said, aren't there 12 hours in a day? If a guy walks in the light, he's safe. I mean, you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and not fear any evil. Why? Because he's with you. But you've got to be led by the Holy Ghost. So he'll lead you in a path of provision and safety, and i got to quit. Let's take him on an offering. No, let's, let's commit this to you right here. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for everything you've done. We thank you for the Spirit of God that indwells us. God, help us to be more God-conscious. God-inside-minded, Father, listening to you, looking to the greater one who's in us. We look to our spirit for advice and counsel. And Father God, I just thank you for helping us to become more and more sensitive to what the Spirit of God is telling us, that you lead us in the way of peace, that you'll give us everything that we need as children of God. Hallelujah. And we don't ever have to fear because, Father, you're the prince of our peace. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing tonight. God, I ask you that with every person here and those that have been watching Uh, by the internet, that God, you'll minister to the needs that are represented, Father, in every heart, every mind, that there'll be an application of this to each and every one of them. Hallelujah. Pray this prayer with me. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your peace. I thank you that I have everything that I will ever need because you dwell in me. Teach me your ways. Show me your path. And I thank you, Lord, for your divine guidance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God.